I don't understand how you are sweaty because I'm like cold. It's because it's the stress. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is so really try, to keep, try, to keep, try to keep 500 names in my brain and they're also similar. <laughs> I'm like, which one are you? Are you Finrod or are you Fingol Finn? Or are you Fingon? We rewrite the dads. 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 Um. Right. Right. Time for the Silmarillion. Okay. This is just gonna be me screwing badly. Like we've already talked about this, that I need a corkboard with like pieces of string, like yeah. No problem. I haven't read this, and I do know quite a lot about this one now because I have absorbed a lot by osmosis from just Danny being like, "I need to tell you about this crazy thing." Sometimes I just have to talk about it because it's so bad shit. Anyway, <laughs> most of this we we'll give a little bit of background, okay? Because it's um, it's basically Silmarillion is. A bunch of different books sort of squished together and kind of like a history of Tolkien's fictional universe that's supposed to be our one that we've forgotten about called... Yeah. It's basically... Um, it's the Bible, right? It's the Bible. It's basically the Bible. Sort of. Yeah, because it's like lots of different bits of history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Squashed together by different authors, kind of translated. It's like, like <laughs> be a big gap and sometimes they contradict each other and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's all like... So-and-so, son of so-and-so, son of so-and-so, and you're like, oh, I don't care. Ugh. There isn't a huge amount of explicit dadding, but, like, what I've tried to do is write down what happened and then um, how I, like, what happened to their kids and how they did. Mm. Sort of see how they turned out. Because there isn't a huge amount of explicit dadding. So Some it's more it. like what happened to their kids based on what they did in yeah. their life. Also, it's, like, written, like, an ancient poem kind of thing, so it's, like, it's, like, Thingol didn't refuse to let Luthien marry Baron, and he set a really high... He told him to go get a Cimmerillion out of Morgoth's crown <laughs> if he wanted to marry her, and you're kind of, like, that's... You, you have to read between the lines. Yeah, there's not, like, the character moments of no. him being, like... I don't know. It's not like he sits down and talks about his motivations or like it's like an actual... We'll probably see it in the TV show. We'll probably have to come back to this. And yeah, we can do that. In the yeah. TV shows afterwards. See how they interpret what they yeah. do. It's like it's very up for interpretation. So we'll we'll go through this. Okay. So there's... there's so let's do this. Let's do this. There's this chief god called Eru Iluvatar. Who's like the dad god creator? We're not gonna rate him because I feel like that's out of our scope. Yeah. I don't wanna hit, I don't wanna fly too close to the sun. <laughs> too hard. I mean, he has a great name though. Yeah, he does. And he made all of the Anur and like the universe, all of that stuff. Anur, the Valar, and the Mayar. May, Maya. You may need to explain that a bit more for people who are not yes. familiar with it. So the Valar are like the gods, and then the Mayar are like the minor gods kind of thing they're a little bit less powerful Gandalf is one of those Sauron is one of those yeah that's like they're powerful beings they're very difficult you can't really kill them they're very difficult to kill they're like kind of like angel-y kind of level yeah they're like angels yeah I would say minor gods kind of thing mm-hmm. um, and they sing this cool song um, and it's super cool and it makes it's what they use to make the earth and stuff like that and like um, and it's all going great until Melkor 
uh, creates dissonance because he's a bit of a sad, weird loner who went off by himself and thought about it, and then he added dissonance in because he was like, "I know what will make the song better." He's a bad guy. Listen to my he's uh, a bad guy. Spoilers. Um, and listen I to my demo tape. <laughs> he doesn't really. I don't know what his motivation is beyond like he wants to do his own thing and he wants to be like. I'm going to do my own cool thing. And his dad's like, you can't actually because I made you and you come from me. So everything is me, basically. Mm. <laughs> oh, the, the kind of classic religious, like, uh, paradox of, well, if God made everything, yeah. why is there bad stuff? Why is there bad stuff? Can you tell Tolkien was Catholic? Lol. Um, he made a bunch of Valar. I could read their names out, but I don't want to. That's not. There's, there's a lot of names. There's going to be a lot of names. There's a, I'll, I'll pick out some key ones. There's Manwi. Who's the <laughs> man? We I don't. I might say these names wrong. Okay, don't don't come after me. There's he's like the god of birds, and he's their king and stuff. I don't know. There's Vada. She made the stars. We stand okay, a queen. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there's Yavanna, who um, is the tree one. She made the ants. Good for her. Good job. She did a good job. Good job. She's married to a Alul Aluri. Ole, 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 who's the Smith God, and like he's had two of his Maya like followers, Maya mm. followers mm. turn bad. <laughs> Saruman and Sauron, who <laughs> were both his like followers, but he's good. He like he likes crafting things. He's a Smith. He made the dwarves, mm. um, because he got excited and bored because the elves weren't around yet, and he was like, well, I'm just gonna make my own. <laughs> and then Eru was like. You kind of went a little bit off off piste here, but um, I will put them in, but they have to come off the elves because they're first. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got Nienna, who I think is Gandalf's um, like goddess that he's like he's her follower. He works for her, um, and she cries about her power is empathy. She's super sad about everything. That would be like, if you were the god of empathy and you had to feel what everybody else was feeling all the That must be so exhausting. So exhausting. She cries, and then I think she makes the two trees. I don't know. She does something. She does something cool. I can't remember what it is. Oh, well. We'll get back to it. Um, so we've got the world now, but it's a bit fucked up by Melkor. <laughs> it's like, it's why it's cold and hot in different places. Do mm. you know? Yeah. There's mountains and stuff. It's entropy. Entropy. Exactly. They make two lamps. Mm-hmm. A, a Yule makes them. Um, because Yvonne's like, babe, I want some lights for my plants, please. Um, and then Melikor, spoiler, the fuck boy, breaks them. <laughs> he breaks them and he floods the land and that's why it's all like jaggedy and there are two bits. There's Middle Earth and then there's the other bit where the Vela live. Okay. He was like, I'm gonna flood it all. He was I'm like, separate these bits. He was like, fuck you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna spoil it because I can't. I don't know. There's probably some deeper thing, but I missed it. It's very boring. Okay. Then Yavada grows two super rat trees. They are Teleperion, the silver tree, and Laurelin, the gold tree. And they like. The... Is that why Lothlorien's called Lothlorien? Because it's got the trees with the gold leaves. No, it's similar to so. that. I don't think so. I think that's. I think it's Teleperion is the one that they come from. Oh, okay. Not. It might be Lothlorien. I don't know. It just sounded similar. I think Lothlorien might be Sindarian. These are. Creator. Whatever the other one is. Creator. I don't remember, God. Uh, Quenya? Quenya, that one. Yeah. I'm dyslexic. It's a wonder I can pronounce these names at all. Okay, so there's a tree in one of them. The gold one is on for 12 hours, and then it t- turns off, and then the silver one is on for 12 hours. Yeah. 
and it's fine where the Valar live, that's all great, but the, the, the light doesn't reach Middle-earth, where the elves are waking up. It's dark. That sucks. But they like starlight and stuff. That's why elves love starlight. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're getting to this, I promise. This is just the background for people, so they'll know what I'm talking about later. And then a bunch of elves wake up, and it's a boy and a girl elf, and it's heteronormative. I'm sorry, just going with this. It's very binary. Mm. Very heteronormative. I'm sorry. Um... The the first set wake up and then they uh, and then a the second set wake up and then a third set wake up and these are the basics. They gather like they come across different groups and they gather them together. Um, um, and then those three groups become the Val- Vanya, the Noldor, and the Teleri. Okay, so different groups of elves. They're like different clans. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and then a bunch of them go with Olmo, the C one, the C Valar. Okay. They he, they go across to where the, the other Vela live mm-hmm. um, to like get like enlightened and shit and learn stuff like language. And a bunch of them are like, cool. yeah, a bunch of them are like, oh, we don't want to go because you're scary. <laughs> and yeah. a bunch of them get lost and don't make it. So you've got a bunch of them that stay in Middle Earth, and then you've got a bunch of them that go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is everybody happy? We understand. Yeah. Okay. And then we get to um, Finor who is the son of the High King of the Noldor, Finwy. Mm-hmm. And we're, he's like our main dad, like that I'm probably going to talk about a lot. He's a bunch of other names, um, like Kuru Finwy, which means son of Finwy, and some other stuff. But we're just going to call him Finor. We're just going to call him Finor. He's probably pronouncing this wrong. I think I probably am. It's like he's got he's got a thingy over his E. An umlaut. Fianor. I don't, I don't remember what umlauts actually do to no. words. Okay. I, uh, they but, do something. He made the similar. He made the similaris. He made the palantir, and he wrote. He invented the elvish script that everybody uses. He was a master craftsman. He was super cool. He was great. Like like a description of him, and it's like I mean paraphrasing. It's like he was smart. He was hot. He was sexy. He was intelligent. He was like cunning. He was cool. He was also an arrogant dickhead. <laughs> was so completely extra. It was like his big failing. It's like he was selfish and proud. Okay. Well, I mean, if your description starts with he was cool, he was hot, he was really smart, you probably would end up being kind of selfish and proud. He was kind of selfish and proud. Um, his mom died because she expended so much energy bringing him to term and giving birth to him that she just laid down. She was so tired afterwards. Wasn't she the first elf to die? I think she was the first elf to actually die, properly yeah. die. Um, and then uh, his dad remarries and has four other children with Indus. Um, and those are Fingolfin, Finarfin, Findis, and Imri. Imrimi. Afinor doesn't like these. He doesn't like his half-brothers and sisters. He thinks they suck. On brand for him. It's on brand. He had seven children with his wife, Neridaniel. 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 Whatever. Uh, Madros, Maglor, Selagorm, Caranthir, Kurifin, Amrod, and Amras. That's a lot of kids. They're all boys. No girls. No girls. Yeah. Um, and he, then he makes the similarities from the light of the two trees. He somehow gets the light and he puts them in there. And he makes the best jewels ever made. Everybody's like, oh my fucking God, these are so rad. Mm. And he's like, good, because I'm the best and you can't have them. <laughs> and then everything goes to shit. No, not quite yet. <laughs> well, not quite yet. So the Valar let Melkor out of prison from when they put him in because he broke the lamps. Yeah. 
And he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. Are we good now? Spoilers. He's a liar. <laughs> and so he gets out of prison and he hates elves. And he hates the Valar. And he hates this. Um, and he wants the Similari because they're cool and rad or whatever. Um, so he starts a bunch of rumors. Um, so Fino won't get along with his brothers. And then there's a fight and Fino's exiled. Whatever. Mm. And then he goes to his house and he's like, you know, what are you getting? like he tries to be sneaky. I'm paraphrasing. He's like, Fino, give me the similari. And he's like, no. Fino tells the god of chaos and destruction and like the big bad guy who's Sauron's boss. He tells him to fuck off. <laughs> Basically, he wants them gems and he's like, no. And then he forgets about it. He's like, it's a big deal, it's fine. His dad is the one that's worried, Finwy. He tells the Valar that Morgoth came, Morgoth? Melkor came and wanted them. And they're like, oh gosh, he's back. <gasps> they go and try and find him. Fino's like, eh, whatever. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It was not fine. <laughs> Melkor teams up with this giant spider um, to go bite the two trees so that they die. And so everything becomes like chaos and dark. And oh my gosh, he goes and then he um, kills Finwi, who stayed behind because everybody else was at this rad party um, to get similar and he steals away across the Middle Earth, to the sea to Middle Earth. We're getting to the point now. Um, uh, he's super mad, his dad is dead, Fino. He's super mad, he's super angry. He makes an oath that, and this is the important thing. That he would suffer none, no matter race or reason, to withhold the similari from him, or he would uh, pursue with violence anyone who tried. Mm-hmm. And he makes his children swear this as well, or they choose to, I don't know. Um, and then they go to Middle Earth to um, pursue Melkor, uh, who he's renamed Morgoth. You may know from like mentioning in the Lord of the Rings movies mm-hmm. where he's like the. Oh, is this this. Morgoth, I think Gandalf mentions him. He does, but I don't really remember in what context. Um, it's just like, Morgoth bad. Morgoth is bad. Um, and then his half-brothers kind of like, sort of reluctantly come along with him. Because <laughs> he's not like the high king. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, they were trying to get along with him earlier and be like, yeah, you're older brother, we'll do what you say, kind of thing. Um, okay, and then a brief breakdown of what happens after this, as a result of this. He steals some ships from the Teleri, who are a different clan from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kills a bunch of them. Not cool. Not cool. Um, he was then cursed by the gods for this kinslaying, and they're like, "Your your your plan won't work. You're not gonna be able to defeat Melakor, um, and you're cursed. You can never come back." And he's like, "How about I just try anyway?" <laughs> it goes across the ocean. Um, and uh, at this point, Finarfin, who didn't who didn't show up in time to murder the Teleri with his brother bails and goes back home <laughs> don't blame him to be honest he just kind of looked at him and was like no he's like uh no um but you know whose daughter finoffin is no or whose daughter he, who's his daughter. his daughter is galadriel ah yes you did tell me this um so then they get to middle earth um he doesn't he burns the ships that he came across in um forcing his other brother fingolfin to go like um, over the land bridge between Middle Earth and where the Valar live, there's like this super icy, horrible bridge where lots Why of people does he die. Burn the boat because he doesn't want anybody with him who's not super loyal. <laughs> he took a console. Maybe you should have thought about that before you got there. Like, <laughs> nobody leaves his other brother. He leaves his other half brother on the other side. I think so that there's nobody who can like uh, challenge his authority. Mm. 
anyway, um, but he, they have a big fight with Morgoth, uh, and he realizes or he, he he kills a whole bunch. Like he fights some Balrogs. He's this. He's, he's hench. He's hench. Um, but he does. He realizes it's not going to work, and he dies. Then he curses Morgoth three times. <laughs> And then he dies. Fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you. <laughs> Three times. And then, and then um, he dies and his body turns into ash as his fiery spirit leaves him. <laughs> just two middle fingers up as he rises into the sky. <laughs> yeah, he's just so extra. <laughs> I mean, he's a terrible person, but like, what a colourful character. <laughs> um. So there's like... So there's not a huge amount of him talking about his children and their relationship to them. Apart from that, he's incredibly close. His family is incredibly close-knit. Um, and, like, clearly loved his wife a lot because they have seven children. Uh, but things that happen because of the Oath of Fenor, like, I feel like his... I feel like he's... I think he probably is a j- just no dad. I don't know. He's, he's all crazy about his gems that he loses sight of the, like, yes. long-term consequences of his actions on yes. his family. Yes, like, I've written a list of the stuff that happens because of, um, because of his oath. And spoilers, there are two more kinslings okay. in this list. Yay! <laughs> we meet some other characters as well. Um, so the oldest boy, Madros, they, um, Mel Morgoth, um, pretends to, that he'll surrender one of the similarities if they leave him alone. And Medros is like, okay, I'll go meet him, but I'll take an army with me just to be sneaky and get it. He's no intention of, like, being nice, but yeah. Morgoth also brings an army and it's bigger. <laughs> and he gets captured. Plan number one, failed. Plan number one, failed. And he gets hung by his hand um, over, like, a, this pit, uh, naked or whatever, because his brothers cannot, like, retreat because they've made this oath. Yeah. They made the oath to Eruluvatar, so that means, like, they can't undo it at all. The big god. Um, so then his cousin, Fingon, uh, was able to go save him with the help of an eagle, but he has to cut his hand off to get him out because it's, like, hanging mm. from a manacle. I mean, that's not, like, the worst thing that could happen to you no. because of all of this. Worst things will happen. Yes, I know. <laughs> okay. Um, they siege Angbang, where Melkor lives for, like, 100 years or so, like, more than 100 years. I think it's, like, 400 years or something ridiculous. It's medical, like, well, I don't actually have to eat, bro, so this is an ineffective tactical strategy. I think he's like, um... He's a, he's a, I think he's in his basement building dragons. Okay. <laughs> um, so then, okay, then they kind of, like, they split up and they kind of go in their different ways, and then two of the... There are three of them. Who are they? What are their names? There's Seligorm, Caranthia, and Curafin. They come across Luthien, who wants to marry Beren. Um... And they're, like, on an adventure and stuff. And one of them, like, tries to sort of kidnap her and make her marry him instead. Gross. Gross. Um, this, and then um, one of them also has another son, who we'll get into him later, called Selim Brior, who makes the ring. This crazy person. I sound like a crazy person. Um, but, again, we'll, we'll deal with that later as a separate thing. Uh, then um, when Luthien and Beren get the similarity from Melkor, to get him off of his crown or whatever that she tricks him it's legend yeah <laughs> so like Fiona's been trying this for like ages and now his kids have been trying it for a hundred years and I just like stroll in there like boss ass bitch <laughs> I think she sings him to sleep and then steals one it's lol um and, and anyway she gives it to her dad so she can marry Baron um, and then his children, Theodore's children, immediately threaten Thingol with murder they're like um that's ours that's our dad give it to us <laughs> 
Um, and they like try to fight a big battle against Morgoth to get the other two back because there are two left. But then it kind of fails. Um, Thingol dies. Luthien dies. Um, and then it goes to Luthien's son, Dior, the last, the similarity that's left. Mm-hmm. And at this point, they don't have much hope of getting the other two back because Morgoth has become so powerful. He's got dragons that are as big as a mountain and stuff and lots of orcs and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happens is, is they decide to go for the easier target, which is the one that Dior's got. And they go and they kill his entire fam <laughs> and all of his friends and that's stuff. That's nice. That's super nice. Um, and at this point, Silagorm, Caranthia, and Kurofin are killed. So that's three of the seven down. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, I forgot one of them. Oh, he um, when he when he's burning the ships, one of his children is asleep on the boats and dies. <sighs> he's supposed to be smart. <laughs> did he not do a head count? I don't think he did. Oh. It was really early in the morning. He wasn't awake yet. Um his coffee. Yes. Yeah. It wouldn't have murdered his child. Yes. And one of their one of them one of them takes Dior's like two young children to the woods and then leaves them there to starve. <laughs> and then Maedros, who to be fair is not the worst of them, he tr- goes into the woods and tries to find them. The mm-hmm. once he hears about this, he's really upset about it. So he's not a terrible person. He's like, maybe let's not get the kids involved. No. Um, Dior's daughter Elwing uh, gets the she has the necklace and she manages to get away. Um, but Maedros and Megla and the rema- and the remaining twin uh, follow them and uh, do the third kin slaying <laughs> after a couple of years. Um, and um, this is, I mean, this is like, uh, at that point, Elwyn has married Arendil, who's yes. the, mar- the mariner. And they've had two children called Elrond and Elros. Um, and El- uh, Arendil has gone over the ocean um, to try and convince the Valar to come back and help them with fighting Morgoth. Yeah. Um, but, um, so she, when they're attacking them, the, the third king saying is happening, she throws herself into the ocean and turns into a bird. When she's got the similarity on, she goes and finds him. Mm-hmm. And then Maegor adopts Elrond and Elros. This is not happening. Oh my gosh. We're nearly at the end. And then he raises them for a little bit until they come back or whatever. And then the War of Wrath happens, which is where all the villa pound Mel- Morgoth yeah. for a bit. <laughs> they pound him into the ground. Um, they get the similarities back. Um, but they don't want to give it to the remaining two sons of um, Fino, Maedros, and Malagor. Mm-hmm. Um, so what they do is they steal them. And because so, wait, I'm losing track of what's going on. Who steals them? The two, the two sons of Fino. They because the the Valar get the they pound they pound Malagor and they get the two similarities and they're like you can't have this because you've been bad and you did a bunch of kinslaying and murdered people and were generally not very nice and yeah. they're like but we need them for our oaths because. We swore. Yeah. <laughs> Without any qualifications. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so they, tra- they then they steal them. And, the, and I think at the, that point, the Valar are like, oh, you can't be asked for this shit anymore. Have them. But then because they've done so many bad things, the sil- light of the holy light of the similari burns them. Cool. Deep metaphor there? Not deep really that deep. Where, well, that it deep. burns metaphor. That's why he has to put them on his crown. His metal crown. He can't hold them. Oh, so they've, they've turned into the, the their own image of their enemy. Yeah. 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 And Majoros uh, throws himself and the Similari into a volcano. And Megor yeah, um, throws his into the ocean. And because he broke his oath, he's supposed to wander forever. 
as a sad, lonely man, whatever, or die. Oh. Something. Does he die? Uh, we don't know. Unknown. Uh, He's still possibly still wondering. He's an elf. He, can he, could, he could be just still wondering. So yeah, that's the children of Fenol. I'm like putting him down as just now. I think we should put him down as just now. From like, I mean, it's very difficult. To, you have to read between the lines. I'm reading between the lines. I think he drove his children mad. Okay, next one. Thingol. He's the High King of the Teleri. So he's the other, the, one of the other clans. The that, boat clan. So that got all their boats the boat, stolen boats and boats. burned. But he was one of the ones left behind in Middle-earth. Because he got distracted by a sexy lady. <laughs> called Melian, who's a Maya. And they have a daughter together called Luthien. Mm, so yes. She's, uh, she's part angel, which is why she's so pretty, apparently. She falls in love with a human, Baron, and he's not thrilled about this. And so yeah, he sets an impossible possible bride price, which I put ew. Yeah, bride so price. he's like, because the Arwen and Aragorn thing is supposed to be like a direct analogy mm-hmm. to that. Yep, yep. And Elrond does a much better job. He's a much better job. He's just like, I'm, I'm not I'm not really okay with this, but I guess if you really have to. He's like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he, he tells him, Baron, that he has to get a similari from Morgoth. Mm-hmm. He's a pinch one from his crown. This, like, 100-foot-tall god. I don't know. Um, but she goes with him. Mm-hmm. She loves him. I don't think Thingol thought this quite through. Nope. Uh, they do it, but Baron dies. Luthia lays down and dies because she's so sad. Um, and then she... I put, great job, Dad. Not a great job. Not a great job. Um, she, she gets herself and Baron out from the dead with her great singing. Um, and then they give her a choice where she can choose to be mortal or not. Um, and then with, or like, she can go back to Middle Earth uh, with him, but she'll have to be mortal and die with him. And she's like, yeah, I'll do that, whatever. She gives a similarity to her dad, which it, and then the dwarves make it into a necklace. Um, so that kind of is the necklace that we already learned about. That's the necklace yeah. that we already learned about that Elwyn is wearing. The dwarves, um, um, there's a bit of a fight over the necklace and Thingol ends up dying. Similar is a curse, man. Yeah. Anybody says you want white gems, you're like, no. 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 Don't want him. Okay, so I've put him down as, like, complex. Maybe possibly even just no. I would go with just no. I don't think he really thinks about it. You know, I think this is a, this is the same thing as Funeral. He didn't think through the consequences of his actions on his family long term. Yeah. And, I mean, Luthien and Baron end up doing okay out of it. They do do But okay that's not really anything to do with him. That's no. Luthien being... Badass boss bitch. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, all right. We'll put this now. I thought I don't think he thought through the consequences. Oh, how much his daughter loved him. Mm. Really, to be honest. Okay, so we got uh, we've also got Gondolin. The um, uh, we've got Turgon, whose whose sword is Glamdrin. Glam Glamdrin. Am I supposed to know what that means? I think it's, I think it's Gandalf's sword. Oh right. Okay. I think it's Gandalf's sword. Or it's the other one. I was thinking the one the that one. Um, what's his face has. You know, in the book version of Lord of the Rings, when Frodo gets saved from because he had he got stabbed by the Nazgul and then <gasps> Glorfindel, yeah, Glorfindel, yeah. Instead of, instead of Arwen, it's just like some random elf man that you don't really ever meet again. He was so cool that when he died, he got to come back and be cooler again. <laughs> he died, and then they let him out of dwarf under dwarf elf heaven. <laughs> Um, they were like, yeah, you, you get a rerun. You get a rerun. You're so rad. Your hair is so fucking great. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, because didn't he have a sword that had a cool name? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. It could be him. Mm. Um, but yeah, so Turgon is um, is the son of... Oh, my Christ. 
Let me check. I think he's the son of Thinarfit. He's the son of... He's the son of Fingolfin, who is the um, the younger brother of Fenol. Yeah, half-brother. Yeah, so half-brother. He's the oldest half-brother. Um, and he's pretty chill with his daughter, Idriel, marrying a human Tor. So I'm putting him down as valid. Cool. He he learned from the yeah. mistakes of... Uh, Watched Fingol make that mistake and was like, mm, 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 no. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, Tuor, who marries Idriel, is the dad of Erendil, and he escapes Gondolin, but that's really all it's said. Like, he's a bunch of adventures and shit, but there's not really a huge amount that talks about his relationship with his son. I guess it's pretty good. But flatline. A bit of a flatliner. Erendil, he has two children, Elrond and Elros, with Elwing, who's the daughter of Dior, um, and then sort of immediately after they're born, he goes on a journey to go talk to the Valar to help mm. them and find what happened to his parents. So kind of an absent father. Absent father, I would say. And then while he's off, Elwing turns himself into a bird to get away from murderers. And then his children are raised by the people that murdered his family and <laughs> her family. So, just, just dropping the ball a bit there. Dropping the ball a little bit there. Um, uh, I put a flatline in really... He, like, lets them decide... Manwi, again, lets them decide him and Elwing and their descendants if they want to be elves or men. He's like, you have yeah. to pick. Because doesn't None Elf- of this half-elf shit. Doesn't Elrond's brother pick to be a yes. man and Elrond picks to be an elf and you're like, oh, family dynamics. Yes, that's- I think that's where a lot of, like, we talked about this earlier, like, where Arwen picking to be a mortal really, mm. like, hurts him. Mm. Or, like, he, like, the trauma of, like, yeah, because um, yeah, his brother goes off and then he's the king of the Numerans. Yeah, because no then isn't Aragorn like his long, yeah. long, 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 great, yeah. great, 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 great grandson? Yes. Yeah. Or nephew. Great nephew. Some, uh, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, Arendil, chooses to be an elf because his wife wants to be an elf, even though he kind of wants to be a man and die and then leave. Pack your bags, move away. You know, at least when you're a man, you're like proper, you're dead, dead. You don't have to hang out in a weird hall with everybody else that's or also dead. Yeah. Even if you don't like them, you get to go somewhere else. That nobody knows about, right? Nobody like knows that's about. like all mysterious. Only Eru knows. Yeah. And if he does, Eru knows. He not telling anybody about telling. it. He's not telling. He's not telling. <laughs> um, and he also made such a good plea that the Valar were like, "Yeah, we we we'll go beat up Morgoth as well. We'll come back, even though." So again, kind of like good leader, good leader, not not great dad, not a great dad. He um, and they make his boat fly, <laughs> and they put one of the similarities on it. Um, and um, so he's like a star. And uh, he he kills he kills the dragon, Ancalagon. One of Morgoth's dragons. One of his Morgoth dragons. It's just as big as like a mountain. Eat that smell. I think when you first described to me this to me, I had this picture in my head of him just like flying around in his boat and accidentally like flying into a dragon in some mist, and then yeah. the dragon being like, "Oh no, you have stabbed me." Yes, I have seen various versions. Like he hits him in the eye with an arrow, but I'm like, he looks pretty big. I think they pretty. I think they must. They must get the pointy end of the boat in him or something. But he guards the sun of the moon, and he's a star, and it's the light of that star is the thing that Gladwell gives Frodo. Yeah, that thing. It's like the Silmaril shining out from his boat yep. into the sky. Yes. Like, he's guarding the sun and the moon. I mean, really, he's just hanging out in the sky. He's hanging out. But, like, everyone gets to see him every day and be like, that's my dad. Fuck you. <laughs> you Leave me alone. You abandoned me. 
dickhead. All right. And then for our last dad, for this last descent into mm-hmm. madness, we're going to talk about Kurufin, who's like the fifth son of Fenor. Uh, and wife, he had a wife. We don't know what the name is. Nobody's written it down. And he has a son, Celebrimbor. Celebrimbor. That's a, that's that's a mouthful of a name. Oh, gosh, yes. You I you get the feeling that Tolkien was running out of energy at this point, and he was just like, I'm, I'm gonna put down energy. some consonants and vowels, and we'll be fine. This is driving me more crazy than the Ashes of Love, Love of Ashes episode. <laughs> I'm a There's a lot more going on in this than Ashes of Love, to be honest. <laughs> Such a headache. Um. Uh, okay, so after Luthien and Berian shit went down, um, and his dad and his uncle try to kidnap her or whatever and marry her, he leaves and he repudiates his father's deeds. He's like, I do not want to be part of this family. I don't want to be part of this family, you suck. Go away. So I think we can safely say that Corinthian was maybe a just no dad. Yeah. Just no dad. And to prove that, like, this Celembrior was a pretty good boy, he settles down in Aragorn, uh, outside of Casa Doom. Um, and there he he was pretty famous for being obsessed, having an almost 12-year obsession with crafts. Like, he got all of his grandpa's craftiness and, yeah. like, genius, but none of the arrogance. So he's, like, Fenor, but with, like, the dial turned down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. He's Fenor, like, with um, all of the arrogance, like, tapped off. Yeah. I think his dad got all of the arrogance. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he helps, he makes the three rings, um, the elven rings, and he also helps with the process of making the other rings as well, um, with Sauron, who's pretending to be somebody else. He's pretending to be... So an he elf. gets tricked. Yeah, he gets tricked. But he kind of, he's kind of on to him. Is it because he made the Elven Rings and Sauron was like, oh, I want me some of that action. I'm going to go over there and get him to help me. No. he Sauron comes, he pretends to be an emissary from the Velar. Mm. And he goes and he, um, he, he teaches them how to make the rings. Ah, so the Elven Rings are after. The, the Elven Rings are the last ones he made. Um, and he didn't tell um, Sauron about them when he was making them. He did them in secret. So he was like, I've, I've caught on to your... Yeah, he was suspicious. You know, yeah. Um, and he also made the doors for Moria. The pretty ones. The yeah. pretty ones! And it, that's why it's got the Star of Fenor on it. Okay. So, I would say cool kid, bad dad. Cool kid, bad dad. Yeah, fair. Good. So that's some of the more famous peeps from the first age. There's a a lot more in this audience, so we just have given you guys... um, This was three hours of research. I I would say it's a taster, but it's not really. It's more like... This is like an appetizer. I don't know. And we could have given you a main course, but we we decided not to. I don't know what they're going to do about this TV show. I... um, It's going to be hilarious. I'm assuming they're just going to pick, like one bit like the funeral stuff and just like do that as like a season yeah but it's like over hundreds and years people go different places they're like but you can do stuff like fancy stuff with time like in the witcher if where you they do anything you should do baron and luthien yeah that's true but you i don't think you could do that until you've done you know though because it's so much mm. of their story depends on the their stuff going on maybe they'll do like, yeah maybe they'll do like a season per story like yeah they'll like what are the Teleri? What are the... Anyway, uh, anyway. Will there be, like, one of those, like, intros of, like, at the beginning of time? Uh, <laughs> the beginning, there was a song. <laughs> it's quite... I would say, for a creation myth, it's quite nice, because it's, like, it's, like, about a... It's, like, a song. It's, it's yeah, it's a pretty cool creation myth. Right. 
hope you guys enjoyed our episode. <sighs> I mean, this is probably the end of the second episode because I'm going to split this into two. But um, yeah, uh, send us tweets at we rate the dads if you want to get in touch with us, or we've got our email address we rate the dads at gmail.com. If we forgot your favorite Cimmerillion dad, um, we're very sorry. We'll do them next time. Don't, do this. don't, don't you sound tired. so tired from this. But yeah, send us a message and we'll try and I feel like them. Fino's mom. <laughs> Just keep <laughs> rapping Fino. <laughs>